this is uh, Ethan Soderberg. I go by he, him pronouns, and you are listening to Capital City Comrades. I'm here with my co-hosts. Hi, my name is Jess. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm happy to hear from everybody. I am Julia, or Jules, and I use she, her pronouns. And I'm James, or Jimmy, and I use he, him pronouns. And today we are talking about problematic artists and whether we can separate their art from from them. And I think we were going to start with a person that people either love to love or love to hate, and that is uh, Kanye West. personally so I'm just going to talk a little bit and if anyone wants to jump in like I said I'm going to really be mainly piggybacking off of other people's um talking um but so I've always I mean for the most part I've been a you know pretty big Kanye West fan mainly when I first started listening to his music when I was about 12 or 13 years old very big uh, fan of his when I was in middle school and in high school and um i don't know i just really like the you know the genre of music and i've always i've always been a fan oh there's just and um i don't know i I, the the problem that i noticed with him is he's got um i think it was really when after he was married to Kim Kardashian is when he started to seem kind of kind of crazy a little bit um, or questionable. Um, he's all he's always kind of had sort of a nar- I don't know I don't want to say narcissistic personality, but he's always been like full of himself, which makes it really hard to really like an artist. And um, because with me. It's really hard to like a musician or, or a celebrity when their personality doesn't match their artistry or whatever. Um, I need mm-hmm. them to be like a down-to-earth person that I can look up to. You know, that just makes me like them even more. So when they don't have that kind of personality, it makes it really hard to support them. See, that's what I'm going to do. So, <laughs> um, an example of his questionable behavior for me um, that made it hard to continue liking his music, um, but I do know, is when he, uh, I think it was 2009, what was it, the MTV, was it the VMAs? VMAs, it was the VMAs, the infamous, um, I'ma let you finish, whatever. Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift, and he said Beyonce deserved the award, and then that's when, like, people started pitting Beyonce and Taylor Swift against each other, even though they're, like, friends, um, so that's, like, one of the things that really, like, was weird to me, and I am a Taylor Swift fan, and, um, he said things like, I made that bitch famous, and that whole, like, com- that phone conversation. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then people went after Taylor, but yeah. he was telling the truth the whole time. 
Um, and then other things that he's done, and I think he's done this for shock value, or there's just something not right there mentally, is that he has supported Trump. I, th- um, I think a big reason why Kanye supported Trump is because they they both have, they, they share that, that narcissism. narcissism. Yep. I think they're drawn to each other because they both have that in common. Uh, and also Kanye has bipolar disorder. Yeah. And so that's the, that's why I feel like bad because yeah. I know that he has a mental health issue, but like the things he says and the things he's done in the past are just very questionable. Um, it just makes it really hard, but it's al- it's also difficult because a lot of his music, his earlier music, is just really nostalgic for me, especially like my preteen years, and so it's hard, you know, to separate how good his music is, but then like remember, you know remembering and seeing that he's done some questionable um things so yeah and i and i also think that um like like obviously like i would never um i never you know judge someone for having like a mental illness or a mental disorder but part of the problem for kanye is that he's he's very stubborn and I guess he he refuses to get help for his bipolar disorder. Like he refuses yeah. to take medication because he he thinks it's gonna like stifle Dampen his, his creativity. And because uh, when people are bipolar, I've heard that when they're manic, they're most like creative and yeah, all out there. Yeah, but he uh, yeah, he's not he's not like getting the help he himself and I guess now Kim Kardashian is filing for a divorce against him wow yeah if we're honest though I think I think they kind of fed off each other because I feel like the Kardashian like family a little bit narcissistic as well yeah so it's just like and it's just too much when they're all together it's just bad news yeah the cult of personality it yeah. seems like it would be kind of toxic just they in bring general. Out, yeah. They bring out the worst in each other, probably. So, like, yeah, uh, you know, one of one of the main ones, when I heard that we were going to be talking about this, like, the first person that came to my mind was Kanye West. Because we'll, like, be listening to his music, and I'll be like, ah, oh, fuck, I like this so much, but he's kind of a dick. Like, yeah. He's also, he's also, I mean, not, not only was him endorsing Trump like uh, like a head scratching moment like but especially if especially if you like go back and listen to his earlier stuff his more like conscious hip hop like he, he would have never supported someone like Trump but also like he's he's said some things about like how like like he said he thought like slavery was a choice uh huh Talks about, and he's talked about like I guess like like mental slavery like being like like a prisoner to like um you know corporations well, and like and it's all, it's mainly like the, the song New Slaves. It's it's for and I totally agree with you. For me, the first thing it was the the arrogance for me. Like there was a 
there was a, a video where he's like, I wish I could, you know, I'm jealous of you because you get to experience watching me. Yeah, he's like, like, he's like, my greatest pain in life is that I will never get to see myself that's perform. A, that's a big turnoff for me. I can't, I, yeah. need, I need my artists to be humble. Like, I'm not expecting them to be perfect. I'm not trying to put them on a pedestal, but like, yeah. that just makes it harder. I don't know, I don't remember who said this, but... There's a, a, a great quote about Kanye that I think sums it up perfectly, where they said, Kanye's a genius, but the problem is that he knows he's a genius. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Like when you, uh, when you believe your own hype a little bit too much, maybe more than everyone else does. You know? From everything that I've seen with Kanye, um, I... Like, I, I went, like, way back. Like, I really enjoyed, like, graduation. Yeah. Um, and I I was really into that for a while, and then I kind of just discovered other music. Um, and then it didn't really come back to me. Like, Kanye didn't really come back until he was in the public eye a little bit more. And that's when I started, like, noticing, like, his, like, <laughs> the Taylor Swift thing. And, like, him, like, talking to, like, paparazzi really harshly, and then, like, the... DMZ. The, yeah, like, the, or, like, the Kardashian thing has always seemed very, like, tense, and I don't really like the Kardashians either. Um, and then just, like, um, he wrote that song, like, that song where he was just, like, I can do any song you want and you you'll buy it and then he wrote a song of him saying poopity scoop and that was like yeah that's yourself a super hit <laughs> I, think, I think he was trolling with that song i think he was i think he was too yes. i think he was uh i think he was just trying to uh make a like an artistic statement that mm-hmm. yeah, like um that like pop culture now it's not about it's not about the quality of the art. It's about it's about the um, it's about the popularity and the notoriety and like the clout of yeah. the artist name brand recognition. Like the yeah. reason why the reason why all of the reason why almost all of today's like popular music is like c- consistently repeatedly. Um, the same artists is because people see their name on it and they immediately you know they're like this is a popular artist who i know and like so i you know i'm gonna listen to this i'm gonna stream it i'm gonna download it i'm gonna buy it you know yeah it can be popular so yeah yeah and i mean like uh very hard for new artists to get popular these days mm-hmm. i mean like wolves that song, that's a certified bop, I'd say. And yeah, that's an underrated song. I mean, I also, the thing with Life of Pablo is that he, what's cool is that he revisited the album, like, like almost two years after it originally came out, and, like, he, uh, he he's one of those people who's, like, a perfectionist. He's, like, notorious for, like, pushing everything to the last minute until it's, like, like the best that he can possibly get it to be mm-hmm. so he, he um he like re-released or like re-uploaded the album 
with like like a brand new mix and like new production and stuff like that, which I think is pretty cool. But I mean that that album is kind of polarizing because it does have the you know the Taylor Swift famous song on it. That makes me mad. I'm very protective of Taylor Swift. I'm not even. I don't. I mean, I like the song, but I mean the the video. The video was just disgusting. It was creepy. It was weird. It's like kind of. That's the one where he was like having the orgy with all like the yeah, figures. The oh, the, they were all naked in the bed. bed. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was Trump, which was kind of funny, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I didn't know about this video. Okay. Yeah. It, it was supposed to be like a, a comment on like the nature of fame and celebrity, but. Mm. Yeah, I'll send the the video in the the group chat and i think that's i think that's why we're having this discussion that i think is worthy of note is that um like the place that commentary comes from ultimately does matter yeah yeah and um i think honestly uh we could probably have like a whole like big discussion about like um like support for trump from like black americans and how that's like seems so odd but i i feel like if we we do that we'd probably want to have like a a black american voiced on the on the pod Mm -hmm. but like um like that's not our place to speak on that yeah um Hearing my black friends talk about Candace Owens is really interesting. Oh, I hate her. I hate her. I saw, like, a video where she was talking about, like, if I ever saw my son or somebody wearing, like, a dress, I would, or if I ever saw a man wearing, like, a dress and makeup, I'd be disgusted or something. Like, I hate her. I hate hate her. Well, Kanye, to his credit, he called her out and called her, like, kind of a fake and stuff. And, I mean, she's, like, a failed talk show host or whatever and yeah i remember that um, i think there are people like like candace owens or like milo yiannopoulos who like i think i think part of what they're doing is they they assume well oh because i'm black or because i'm a woman or for for milo like oh because i'm gay he's not even gay anymore though apparently really that's what he's saying <laughs> well, yeah that was all just uh, pretend. That, that makes a lot of sense. But it's like, oh, you think you think just because I I might be gay or black or a woman or whatever it may be, you automatically think I'm a Democrat because you think that because oh, yeah. you think that the only people who can be Republicans are are straight white men. Yeah, and I think so, that was a part of like. Kanye's like intended point was that like how like a lot of a lot of the Democratic Party kind of like panders to like minorities especially like black Americans but if if you think Trump is any better to like the black American community I don't really get it because he said some pretty vile things about like uh black American people and like yeah, black africans well, that's, yeah that's what black lives matter in antifa and you know uh you know 
Hispanic immigrants. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never understand like Hispanics for Trump, or or Mexicans for Trump, women, women for Trump, or like uh, Trump. that, or like oh. the Native Americans for Trump. That's a real head scratcher. What confuses me is, is when I see like these women wearing shirts that literally say women for Trump. Well, it's like, you know that, that it's weird. So it's like, that's why it's confusing that you have to say women for Trump. Like, it's like this shocking thing. Cause they know that it's not right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 We actually, we went to the Dells today and oh. we saw some stuff on the way there and also while we were there the Dells is, our, was, the Dells is fun but it, it's kind of kind of filled with like most people redneck like Lake Delton yeah I remember there was some incident that happened at Lake Delton recently or sometime like last year I think some some racist thing you know um Ethan I'm also curious as to um uh, who you are going to talk about as well in regards to people who separating the artists from the art stuff? Well, I'm probably going to bring up uh, Winston Marshall in a in a bit here, but I okay. I wanted to talk probably about Polanski too. Um, um and uh, yeah. I wanted to say a couple other things about Kanye, though, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, um... I can't... I'd say the biggest things are I can't believe... I, I can't believe that everything he says is completely without warrant. Like, I did... I think one of his funnier outbursts may... Mo- mainly funny because i think it's uh so true is like when he did that uh did that did that uh katrina relief commercial with uh with uh mike myers one with mike myers yeah and he was like uh and he just like straight out said like uh, george w bush doesn't care about black people because of like the and you know what's crazy is that um is that katrina happened and and kanye said that right like right around the time that late, late registration came out like late august of 2005 which yeah. is my personal favorite album of his but yeah, yeah. but i think he maybe it's a little exaggerated but i think he was kind of on the point i think the bush administration did like ignore a lot of the the relief that could have gone to like victims of hurricane katrina especially like um the the black population down in uh, new orleans especially the poorer black population so it it's a bit pointed and it seems out of nowhere but i think he was i think yeah, he was well, wayne's talked a lot about that too like he made a song um called georgia bush mm-hmm. which is uh which is um I don't know if it's the original Ray Charles um, version of George on my mind, or if it's the Jamie Foxx cover mm-hmm. called Georgia. But yeah, he he made a song about like Hurricane Katrina and the Bush administration's response to it, and because Lil Wayne is from the New Orleans area, mm-hmm. and, 
but yeah, I think also uh, what the Dixie Chicks said about Bush, like that was really brave of them, like women in country music, like calling out the president. That's brave. Yeah, we... I love the Dixie Chicks. Well, technically now they're just called the Chicks. Yeah. That's yeah. probably for the best because of, like, the the history of, like, Dixie and, like, its connection to, like, the... Dixieland, yeah. Dixieland yeah. and the Confederate yeah. States of America. You're movie brothers. I'd like to hear some funky Dixieland. Yeah. Well, that's, like, referring to, like, the, the style the of jazz. Like, yeah. the Dixieland uh, jazz. Yeah. Also, Lady Antebellum, they changed their name to Lady A. Well, that was also because there was, um, like, a... a a southern band that was mainly of, made of like um, uh, they, oh, uh, like a yeah. black southern band who also had that name, so they had to change. There was a yeah, there was a uh, like a lawsuit about that or something. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and the last thing I I guess I'll say about Kanye is I did, I did like that new new song he did about like the George, the George Floyd murder that oh, they like had so at the uh, Travis Scott watched in the blood I don't know if I know that one but uh, the oh. the I can't breathe one that they did at the Grammys or oh with with her yeah yeah that's good it's actually one song of the year mm-hmm. and yeah. I do appreciate that he like um he like gave some money to uh to the Floyd family to help his uh, daughter. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't so, know that. So, I think sometimes, uh, I mean, this might just go with, you know, Kanye being kind of a polarizing, sort of inconsistent person. I mean, he is bipolar, but sometimes mm-hmm. his, his actions and his words don't, they don't line up, so it's, oh. it confuses me, you know? Well, yeah, he definitely I, has, like, mood swings and I think he's is a good one to start out with with the episode though because I there I learned a, I learned about random good things that he's done as well mm-hmm. because for the longest time I just kind of took Kanye as a meme and I'm just like he's a guy who has a, a lot of money and who made a lot of innovative music some of which I've only been into but yeah it's 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 definitely weird because he he just kind of does all this all this random stuff and some of it's good and some of it's bad yeah he's a very weird not even bad i think fame and wealth and celebrity and being in the public eye really affected him like i mean it affects everyone differently but mostly negatively um and uh i think a big turning point for him was also uh when his mom passed away mm-hmm. because um i mean and you can hear that like in his music because um like his his first three albums like that's like the education trilogy like college dropout late registration and graduation like those are like those are his more kind of accessible commercial like upbeat albums and then and then uh 
in 2007, the year that Graduation came out, uh, like late that year after the album came out is when his mom passed away. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think he was also engaged to someone and they, uh, they like separated. And then his next album a year later was 808s and Heartbreak, which was very, um, very like cold and minimalist and, and dark and, uh, like it, most of the, there were, I don't think there were any ex- explicit lyrics on it. At least there wasn't a, an explicit tag on the front of the, uh, of the album. And, uh, it was all pretty much the whole album was sung by him with, you know, auto tune on his voice. So, you know, obviously, yeah, that really affected him. The, uh, the break off of his uh, engagement and his and his uh, and his mother's passing really affected him. And, yeah. and I think in regards to artist versus art, I think that's always interesting because, like, um, you can convey those kinds of very human emotions and those very like deep wounds that you can just experience throughout the course of your life from stuff like that happening um and i think even when it comes from like a weird place and you can like bring up like the taylor swift thing or any of the other weird shit that kanye's done but as long as like like from what you're talking about that sounds really beautiful and it sounds like you did probably got some people through some very similar experiences so it's it's to me it's always good to be conscious about separating artists from the art when it needs it but Mm -hmm. still kind of acknowledging the experiences that an artist or a writer or whoever like helped you through which is kind of a weird line to walk Should we talk about Morrissey next? Yeah, we could. Yeah. Um, I I said what I said about Marilyn Manson before, but that's kind of... Oh, we could... That's uh... I was really going to say about him is that uh, I had a very similar experience with listening to his music. It brought me a lot of closure, and then the uh, Evan Rachel Wood allegations came out of abuse, and they were... And very much assumed to be true and probably are true in my opinion well it wasn't and, uh, it wasn't just uh to albums like antichrist superstar because of that it wasn't just ah. her because there were like several other women that came forward after she oh did. yes that's hey, right before we talk about morrissey i this is just something i heard about um, I'm not like a huge fan of him, so it's not like heartbreaking. But have you? Did you hear? Apparently, Bob Saget just came out saying that he like assaulted the Olsen twins or something. Really? There's something going around TikTok where people are making videos about like Bob Saget, like just he like released a book or something, and he like he like owned up to like actually doing something to the Olsen twins, like being really creepy with them. I don't know. That's a yikes know. from me, dog. I don't know if anyone else heard about that. I... Oh, you did. Okay, yeah, it's, like, trending on TikTok. Like... Okay, I'll have to look into that, like, on Twitter or something. Or yeah, something. we'll but, comment. Um, 
yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, the Marilyn Manson stuff is, is, is pretty disheartening, um, yeah, but, uh, any, and, yeah, I, I guess my whole, like, thing with that is, like, if it's one person that if it's one person that came forward there's a possibility of it being like uh exaggerated or them just lying but if it's like multiple people that seems like uh it's probably yeah. probably true yeah yeah i mean honestly i i don't really have much to say about morrissey i just know that um just mainly his politics like he's very uh He's very uh, far right wing, and uh... yeah, he said some like directly racist stuff about like um, East Asian and uh, Southeast Asian people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... That's what I was gonna say. I don't really know a lot about Morrissey or the Smiths, but I know that that is the case. And he's also said some things that are kind of like pro pro pedophilia, which is really okay like oh yeah yeah I don't, um... I don't know too much about what he's said or done i just um i know that he's always kind of gave off like a like a douchey vibe i think uh i think pete townsend from the who there was something about him a long time ago about him being like i don't know if he was a pedophile or or if he or if he like was like caught with possession of child pornography or something like that. Oh, it reminds me of uh of that guy. I think it's from that '70s show, Danny Masterson. Yeah, he, he played Hyde. I love him so much. And then when I found out that he was, uh, did he just like assault somebody or? Yeah, I think he. That made me kind of sad. Yeah, I remember he did something bad. Because I love that show and I liked his character. He was also a lot. in a TBS show called Men at Work that I liked. Yeah, he was also on that Netflix show that he got fired from. Or... All of the Ranch. Yeah. Oh, uh... with, uh, with Ashton Kutcher. Ashton yeah. Kutcher and uh, Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I, uh, at least like four different women came forward and said he, like, wow. um, like either groped or, like, directly, like, um, like, groped or and or that they he also like um directly like sexually assaulted them like like wow. like direct rape and he's goddamn he's he's denied it but when it's like uh when it's like four different people saying it and i guess like a lot of a lot of uh people including like ashton kutcher came forward and said he did like come across as like uh like disrespectful and uh inappropriate to women so wow I don't yeah know. who uh who else was the guy that mentioned oh yeah um ryan adams okay. uh, yeah there were over the past couple few years there were allegations of uh abuse against him 
uh, he, I think he was married to Mandy Moore, and they separated, and uh, he, he had also dated uh, Phoebe Bridgers, and mm. um, I guess she talked about um, like the, uh, the abuse that he put her through as well. And uh, like wrote songs about it and things like that. Jesus. Yep. Well, that that controversy around her for a while that was one of the stupid stupidest things I thought. Oh, what was that? Um, she like smashed a, she smashed oh. a guitar on like SNL and like a bunch yeah, of like that was, so, that was so stupid. A bunch like, of middle aged people were saying like it was like unprofessional. It's like a. But, like, smashing guitars is, like, one of, like, the biggest, like, things in, like, rock and roll. And, like, are you... a lot of people are saying it's probably just because it was, like, she was a woman. And the woman who complained about it is probably just, like, internalized misogyny, too. Or whatever. Because, yeah. like, um, Jimi Hendrix did it. Mick Jagger did it. Um, yeah. Going back to... Smashing guitars since guitars have existed. Right? It's so yeah. stupid. Do people, do musicians just have a spare guitar that they don't really like? And they're like, I'm going to smash this one. I would have so. one because this is the le my least favorite. So if I'm going to smash it, I'll I don't know. I think it's kind of cathartic. It's I don't know. liberating. The I've never smashed a guitar before because I'm not that rich. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I. I I'm not gonna go smashing a guitar unless it's like a piece of, and I like don't have any use for it. Yeah, I got three guitars and I love all of them to death. <laughs> like, so it's I like, would. It's like you don't go you don't go to a a new car dealership um, when you're uh, you know looking to jump some cars. If you're a daredevil, you go to the junkyard. You know. Yeah. Either way, I thought it was a pretty, it was a pretty stupid controversy. Yeah, yeah. Songs, like that could have gone without being a controversy. <laughs> I do think she should have won at least one Grammy because she got four nominations and she didn't win a single Grammy. But, but at least she was nominated because uh, I still don't know how The Weeknd didn't get a single nomination. Yeah. Hmm. He had the most popular song of last year with Blinding Lights, so I don't... Yeah. I feel it coming. <laughs> yeah, I, that's... Daft Punk. R.I.P. Daft Punk. Yeah. You will be missed. Yeah. Oh, I guess one, um, uh... One of the big, like, uh big, like, controversial things, like Morrissey said, uh, is that he's a pretty famous like uh he, he's a pretty famous vegan um so like yeah. one of the big things he said is i see no difference between eating animals and uh pedophilia they are both uh rape so okay <laughs> but he also like came came forward in support from like for like kevin spacey for like the when he was going through like those I forgot about Kevin Spacey. That made me sad too. I love Kevin Spacey. Right. 
Oh, Kevin Spacey's movies, and then that happened, and I'm like, no more usual suspects. All right, I love that movie. No more uh, American movie. Well, he's a bad guy in that movie, so I guess you could argue that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I this, I was like weirdly attracted to him when I saw uh, American Beauty. Yeah. I was like, why? Why am I into this? He, but yeah. I am. Even in like uh, horrible bosses. Yeah, like, he plays a good like asshole. Yeah, he's good at he's good at playing villains. Maybe because he is one. <laughs> True. Um, I guess that's a good way to segue into um uh, Polanski. I think Roman. Yeah. I think Roman Polanski did a lot, a lot for uh, a lot for uh, modern modern filmmaking and uh, modern films. He also um uh, he also uh, raped a girl, an underage girl, and he's not allowed in uh, the United States yep. anymore anymore because of it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I I feel like he made a lot of great movies, but I I also can't understand how. He still gets to make movies after he, after he did that, or there'd be like more, more restrictions on him besides like him not being able to visit or make anything in the United States. But wasn't wasn't, wasn't Roman Polanski married to Sharon Tate? Yes. When, yes. Uh, when the whole Charles Manson Helter Skelter yeah. thing happened. Yes, it was uh, his baby. Who it it was his baby who uh, they murdered. So. So I definitely feel bad for him there, but I don't feel bad for him for like um not being able to come back to uh the United States and I mean, yeah, and he, he is a, a great filmmaker. I mean, like uh the pianist is one of my favorite World War Two Holocaust movies. One of my favorite war movies in general. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Rosemary's baby is a great movie chinatown's yeah. a fantastic yeah. movie um yeah i'll watch anything with jack nicholson in it chinatown's kind of uncomfortable though too because a lot of it revolves around like uh around like um sexual assault of like underage girls and considering what he'd end right. up doing it's pretty yeah. pretty uncomfortable i mean it's it's portrayed like negatively in the movie, but it, the fact that it's like oh. part of it, it's the fact that you made a conscious decision to put it in the movie is meh. yeah yeah. And uh, what was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah, another another filmmaker uh, who has done some kind of. Uh, scratching things is uh woody allen say that yeah he like married his stepdaughter or something yeah yeah and um he might he might have also like um he might have also like uh sexually assaulted one of his other other daughters if she's to be she's to be believed because she came out with that yeah allegation and like, i don't know 
I think it's kind of ironic though because um, uh, one of his sons with uh, Mia Farrow, uh, Ronan Farrow, mm-hmm. is like um, a uh, is an interviewer who uh, who was like a big part of the uh, the whole Me Too and Times Up. In regards, in regards to Roman Polanski, the only thing I was going to bring up with him is that there were a bunch of other renowned directors, a couple of whom I like, Wes Anderson and Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. defended, like, he's okay. Like, they defended his actions, and that... I think in regards to the overall discussion of artist versus art, that that really paints a, a picture for me because I was gonna say, especially with Wes Anderson, like I love like the Fantastic Mr. Fox, yep. and I love Pan's Labyrinth, but like oh. watch, watching those movies is weird now that they said that. Pan's Labyrinth has always freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a genuinely unsettling movie. It's really good though. I think the but, worst. Like, uh, the worst um uh, the worst person to like um as far as like regards to defending like Polanski was like um Tarantino when that one interview resurfaced with him like saying like oh she was like a she was like a fourteen year old like party girl what did she expect or whatever and it was like yeah Tarantino's kind of a sleepball. I, I used to, well, it wasn't, it wasn't even the Roman Polanski stuff. Wasn't he friends with Harvey Weinstein, or? Yes, and no. he, like, he said he knew about, like, the the assaults and stuff, and said he wished he could take it back, but, like. Yes, that's what it was. I think it yeah, was mainly, that, that like. was the first thing, and then, like, the, I didn't know that, that other stuff about him, though, but it was, yeah, it was that. I think he mainly said the stuff saying he feels bad about the Weinstein stuff mainly to, like, avoid, like, legal issues of his own or whatever, Mm. but that's just a theory I have, but... There there are a few people who have, like, in the past, like, while it was going on, before all these allegations, like, came to light and were taken more seriously, um, I think it was either... I think it was either Brad Pitt or Matt Damon, uh, one of them, that um, saw Harvey Weinstein uh, being, like, inappropriate um, with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. And, uh, and, like, like, called him out on it and, like, told him, like, better stop doing that like set up for oh really yeah yeah well i think it was like um uh brad pitt actually uh actually uh threatened to kill harvey weinstein at one point yeah i think yeah i think gwyneth paltrow he was on the uh the howard stern show and she was talking about the incident yeah Hmm. okay i didn't know about that yeah Yeah, and I guess yeah. like Howard Stern's like a whole nother problematic figure. Oh, but... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I 
uh, have you ever heard the story about like how like uh, it wasn't it wasn't to deal with like any of like the any of like the um sexual misconduct stuff or whatever but um uh, james gandafini also threatened to kill um harvey weinstein because he like kept like uh, rescheduling like some movie movie shooting and he wasn't like being respectful of like jim gandafini's like schedule or whatever and he like pretty much went off on him and like a phone call which is really funny yeah it's like interesting um, r.i.p tony soprano <laughs> yeah oh my god i this is random but i remember there was there was some like there was some Family Guy joke a long time ago, like one of those cutaways, and it was something about like James Gandolfini's uh, workout room, and he like walks past it, and it's like all dark and covered in cobwebs because it hasn't been used, <laughs> and he's just like he's eating a piece of like chocolate cake or something, and then he just keeps walking. He was a large man, that's for sure. Is even in, I mean, even um long-running shows to kind of become their own like they kind of have their own controversies in fact i would even say that the family guy hasn't had the the controversies that i think it should have because it's punched down a lot as well it's a pretty racist show honestly especially Especially there's, towards, there's like, the uh, Native American people. There is the occasional thing from Family Guy that's funny because of the absurdity of it. But then I noticed that it, like, even when I was in high school and I watched it consistently, I was like, I don't think that's okay to joke about. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is pretty tame compared to, like, South Park. South Park, South Park, has, South Park has a point with its satire, I would argue, though. Yeah, it's... It's pushing it's the else, but it's, it's pushing I mean, it, the absurdity to the absolute limit so that other people can realize just how absurd it really is. It's I mean at times, else. but also hasn't it seemed a bit like overly transphobic at times too? Or South Park? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say so, yeah. Which I I'm definitely not a fan yeah. of. Um Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of a lot of shows like that, it's like it's hard for me too. And I know like I don't really know a lot about Matt Stone or Trey Parker as like writers or people. I just know that they take the piss at public venues quite a bit. Um but like even then, like I think even when you have that much of an audience and like everybody knows what South Park and Family Guy and The Simpsons are, like it's I haven't really seen a lot of the seasons, and actually because some of the transphobia stuff in previous seasons really turned me off to South Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I don't know, I think, like, having tact with your audience is important, but I think at the same time, like, there are a lot of famous people or people who are very wealthy who they don't think that they have to give a shit because they are wealthy or famous, and I think that 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 never that makes me never really want to be famous because of that because I don't want to have to deal with people like that <laughs> and consider them my peers mm-hmm. 
my thing that I had all um did we say everything that we wanted to say about Roman Polanski by the way? I I think so. I don't I I'd say like um like the biggest thing I don't remember her uh I don't remember her name but like the the woman he victimized she's like um like in her 50s now and she said she doesn't want to want to dwell too much on what happened happened there and I think that should probably be should probably be like respected like I don't yeah I don't think people should like uh like completely like white nighter or whatever but I think it's also important to acknowledge what Polanski did was was terrible um and uh the thing the interesting thing with the age of the internet is that the internet provides like a megaphone for like stuff like that to be brought to light but Mm -hmm. at the same time i think another important thing when you're using that megaphone to take into account is situations like that which i don't know which is um closure for the victims and the trauma that they have endured and kind of as I'm sure we'll have a host of new controversies that will come out in the future um, and just kind of kind of letting them have their closure and stuff like that I think is really important too I guess we should also acknowledge that um, we should definitely acknowledge that uh, Polanski is definitely a victim of his own trauma. Not obviously not from the the stuff with the the woman he assaulted, but like the the fact that his 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 former um, wife was murdered and their child was was murdered along with his yeah. like it's yeah it, it's it sucks like it's really bad either way what he did was bad what he went through is bad it's just um yeah hoping people like learn from that and take it into the future and um i hope he's able to find that closure as well despite the horrible things yeah but i i i think that i i I don't think going through like I don't think going through hardship or um, or having bad things happen to you is like I don't think that is an excuse. Um, yeah, it shouldn't make you a bad person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like I think the whole um, I think the whole kind of theme of what we're talking about in this episode that it all kind of ties in together uh, with is accountability. And I, um, you know, I for one am very big on, you know, holding everyone to the same uh, level and standard of accountability and, um, you know, not treating anyone as superior, inferior, better or worse, um, but also, um, I have a big problem with uh, cancel culture because because cancel culture it um it it doesn't it doesn't really allow for people to um, learn, learn like learn and grow from their mistakes.
mistakes and, and redeem themselves and it also um, also you start getting people um, telling their own versions of the story like speaking for other people um, like the only person who should really like speak is like you know in the case of like an assault or abuse like uh is the victim themselves uh-huh. or victims and uh yeah i just don't think that people should speak for other people and i don't think people should um you know completely uh dismiss other people um because you know people can people can change so yeah so. I'd agree. Um, I guess um, the big... How does everyone feel about, like, the stuff around, like, um, uh, uh, Tara... Tara Reed, Not the, um... Not the actress, like, R... E... I... D... R... E... A... D... E... The... The former, like, um, uh... The former, like, a Biden aide that uh, claimed she was like um, assaulted by assaulted by Biden. How I have heard of that before. Um, I I know about her name, and the only thing is that I don't. I re- just remembered that it happened, and um, I. I think it's good to hold any whoever is in office incredibly accountable um but i didn't really hear much about like what all came up in regards to like what the controversy was about and stuff like that well just the fact that she um had like the allegation and like i guess a lot of it kind of like like destroyed like the destroyed like the me too movement because a lot of people that were like formally like um for like the me too movement had like uh said it didn't seem true or whatever like there was a whole um big feud between um uh god it was like with um it was there was a whole big feud between um Alyssa milano and uh rose mcgowan uh over whether the the Biden the Biden stuff was the Biden stuff was true and uh I guess with okay. like Yeah, oh, because if there's anyone who needs to be speaking on the accountability of politicians, it's actors. Yeah. Interesting. But they both yeah. they both said some things that were kind of were were kind of dumb, but from what I've what I've seen and read I think like um Alyssa Milano kind of seems more like a grifter that that kind of uses like the like the victimization of others as like um uh, as like an excuse to like further her own like agenda and career or whatever like apparently she was pretty like abusive to McGowan like when they were both on uh, Charmed 
but she like used her like used like McGowan's assault um when she was assaulted by uh Weinstein to like further her own agenda even though apparently to, according to McGowan herself she was pretty abusive in a lot of ways yeah to well, her and this is kind of going back to what I was saying before about how everyone should be held to the same standard of accountability um because otherwise you're you know being a hypocrite if you're treating similar things differently like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know say that you know Biden's in office now when you know Trump is no longer president and all is well now I mean Biden is not perfect uh he has done and said a lot of things I don't agree with Mm -hmm. Uh, he he has a long way to go he has a lot to prove and um I still think he should, uh, I still think he should apologize more fully for what happened with Anita Hill, but I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about that. Like how that whole, like, um, trial was handled, how he definitely, uh, came more in favor of Clarence Thomas, or whatever, which is... Which is kind of funny considering, like, Clarence Thomas was kind of, like, an asshole during, like, the whole, like, uh, last, um, presidential campaign and said a lot of negative stuff about Biden, even though Biden pretty much, like, saved his ass, but. Yep. But, I mean, that's the thing is that, like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to act like everything's, like, cool now, like, everything's great, and, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I I feel better um, now that Trump is no longer president. But I mm-hmm. think a lot of people supported and got behind and voted for Biden, not necessarily just because they wanted Biden to be president, but they wanted Trump to be voted out. So it was kind of just like what it was in 2016. It was voting for the lesser of two evils. So. Yeah, but you should still hold people people accountable and hold them oh, under the fire. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dismiss or deny like any allegations that may have come out against Biden. I I don't want any of that to just get brushed under the rug. Um, Thank you for reminding me of the Anita Hill thing, Ethan. I had forgotten about that for a hot second, but that's an important that's important. I mean, I, I feel like that's something that, that's happened before with, um, you know, with elected officials. Like, I feel like after, uh, after, like, Brett Kavanaugh was, uh, sworn in, uh, on the Supreme Court, like, uh, no one really talked about the allegations against him after that. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be, I feel like Kavanaugh it's gonna be like another Clarence Thomas like there was this big like trial or whatever and then people just kind of like forgot about it I hope I'm wrong but and... yeah I know people who were arrested at the Kavanaugh thing so I hope they got something done with that because yeah. that was that whole situation was super fucked up so yeah. and I definitely believe um uh I definitely believe Trump is a 
is like a rapist, like a sexual predator. Yeah. I think there's far too many people that have come forward for just to be like empty allegations. I mean, didn't and, didn't he wish wish uh, what's her name, Glashine Maxwell, Clay Maxwell? Yeah. Well, and he was like, he he's in those pictures with her and like Jeffrey Epstein too. Yeah. So yeah, and he like yeah, said he, he was doing whatever they were doing, and he settled um. What? I think weren't the Clintons. Oh, the Clintons were heavily involved. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell was actually at um uh, Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Um. Damn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was also like uh, Trump also settled a lawsuit that he tried to kind of bury the evidence of that he like paid off like uh he paid off like a girl who claimed she was like raped on like epstein's island by him and yeah. like when she was like 14 yeah it seems like uh just a lot of uh just a lot of sketchy seedy things that have happened with people either in washington or in hollywood oh yeah to really really understand is that it's about wealth and power and people yeah. who are wealthy and powerful think they can get away with anything yep. and I think that we all need to hold them accountable especially if we're like working class people who have access to and who don't have uh, and who don't have as much of a voice yeah mm -hmm. yep i i say yeah just like do whatever you can to just be like <laughs> jeff bezos bad like it's yeah i'm it's, not uh, trust yeah. me like it, it is uh it is a conflict of interest for me i do feel like a hypocrite for you know you know but from Amazon, but it's it's work, it's a job. Mm -hmm. It's also the thing with that is also it's about like making the best of the situation when you can. Like, um, I know it's it's I don't know. A lot of people don't have that choice, and I feel like if a lot of people knew about, I don't know, just like the people that we're talking about or the people who are like in charge, like Jeff Bezos, they would probably do it a little different. But I think, again, with the internet and because how the internet works and um, how people are often disenfranchised with information, um, that information doesn't always come to, like, poorer working class people who are usually of marginalized identities and stuff like that. And it's, it's unfortunate, but it's something that a lot of times uh, a lot of people don't really have control over. Yeah, and I mean, it, I, I I feel like I feel like everyone can be a, a hypocrite to some extent. I mm -hmm. mean, there's that there's that one uh, what's that one saying? Like there's there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yes, I was just about to bring that like statement 
up, and I can completely agree with it. Like, there's... De- I agree with it, too. Like, I definitely don't, like, for example, I definitely don't agree with, like, how, like, um, the Disney Corporation operates as, like, a company or a corporation, but I, I buy a lot of their products. I definitely, um, engage with a lot of the entertainment they put out and stuff. Um, That being said, um, to relate it to the topic, um, yeah. I've always been a very big Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, we should talk about uh, J.K. Let's talk about J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh yeah. One more thing before we before we get started on J.K. Rowling, uh, I was uh, going back to the the Disney thing. Uh, if you haven't yet, watch uh, watch the Pixar movie Soul. It's oh, it's really so good. good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so good. You'll see what I mean. Um, do you guys mind if I talk about my experience with Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling briefly, or to kind no. of speak? Yeah, no. Let's go right, go right ahead. Um. So when I was a little Christian boy, and I was very into like writing weird stories and stuff like that, it very much satiated my young ADD and my young depression. Um, and I don't know, it was a good way to escape. Um, mm-hmm. And because of the way that I was very into that escapism, I was drawn to people like J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter. And going to a Christian grade school, Harry Potter was definitely like looked down on as this kind of like, ooh, it'll teach you how to do witchcraft. Like, that kinda, I went to one of those schools. Um, And because of that, I was like, oh, this is very subversive and cool. This makes the teachers that I don't like upset. I want to read more of this and consume all of it and then also write on my own. So in that way, Harry Potter was very, like, formative in, like, shaping some of my tastes and, like, what I enjoy in fiction and stuff like that. Um... But then, like, I got a little older, um, I came out as bi, and then I discovered the whole, my gender non-conforming stuff, Mm -hmm. um, and somewhere along there, J.K. Rowling started saying some really awful shit about trans people on Twitter, so there was a weird conflict of interest for my younger self who liked J.K. Rowling's writing, and my older self who realized that it was hurting people. So, I used to like her, but I do not support her anymore. Yeah, well, I think, I think she did create, like, this, this world and mythology that is really interesting and did, like, help a lot of people through some rough times, but she does... She does have a lot of uh, a lot of bigotry, uh, and a lot of it is like uh, easily easily disprovable. But there there is like a, a 
there is like a big problem with like a trans exclusionary uh, feminism and as we've seen with like the the Trump speech recently it's been pretty co-opted by the by the right and uh for their own for their own agenda and it seemed like uh they're uh that these these people that hold these like uh bigoted views that probably considered themselves pretty liberal are completely fine with like having like working with like pretty like awful people on like the far right like uh like Graham Lineman, for example, I used to uh, love like the IT crowd, and I was never a huge fan oh, of like yeah. fa- Father Ted, but like he's like a huge, a huge like uh, anti-trans, trans bigot, and it's ruined most of his career, and he seems to have gone like pretty, pretty far right with it, and he's like. Uh, He's come to the point where he's, like, saying he was, like, wrong about, like, how some people were treated under, like, Gamergate just because, like, Anidia Sarkeesian came out, came out against transphobia. It's like... Hmm. I didn't know, you said that was the guy that created the IT crowd? Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. I, I have consistently enjoyed that show, but... Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Dampened definitely dampened my opinion of enjoying it because of that yeah that's yeah if it so. makes you feel better um uh richard richard acolyte and um uh chris o'dodd are completely in support of the trans community and like uh pro like trans charities and such so okay that's good yeah good just like, no, like the no. creator is like really problematic said things about like gender confirmation surgery and um things about um like people taking hormone pills and like like people thinking that they're like just confused or like unsure about like who they are it's like yeah it's it doesn't concern you so like why are you well she's used the sorry go ahead i think I think the other thing that she hasn't publicly, I don't know if she's publicly or privately acknowledged it, or even really if she gives a fuck, but those are life-saving things. Those, like, getting, like, transitioning is, like, literally life-saving. And there's a lot of psychology that backs that up. There's a lot of studies that look at that and who have, like, looked at trans and gmc and non-binary kids and it's like yeah like that is like exactly what it is it's not deconstructing womanhood i think it's complicating it a little bit and that's fine like humans evolve like society and psychology will always evolve as long as there is us and it taints her view of womanhood and 
that's just too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know I, she uses, like, the whole, like, um, detransitioning argument that there are some people that identified as trans that later went back to, like, um, the gender they were, like, assigned at birth or whatever, but just because that's, like, uh, how some people feel, I don't think that goes for, like, the whole, like, uh, trans community at large. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, I have a lot of trans friends, um, none of them can be, uh, yeah, of course, detransitioning, I'm sure, happens, but, um, because transitioning in and of itself, from what I know, is nothing to fuck around with. Right. To take seriously. But, um, I, I forgot where I was going with it, but basically, like, um, they, they've, they've kept what they want themselves to be, and the fact that J.K. Rowling doesn't acknowledge that, that there are a lot of, like, even in, like, a binary sense, like, a lot of very, very, very happy trans men and women who are not demons, who are not predators, is really unfortunate for her to say because I think a lot of conservatives take pointers of that and they're like, look, Harry Potter lady smart. She doesn't like trans people. Why would why would she why would we? Um and that's unfortunate and I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah, I think the most disappointing thing I've seen recently around the whole like uh Rowling stuff is like the stuff with Rafe Fines this week. Yeah. Um is a fantastic fantastic actor fantastic director um probably most famous to a lot of people for playing like uh lord voldemort in the harry potter movies um well i guess they cast him well then <laughs> um he basically said that he like um he basically said that he like respects and like believes trans people but he thinks that it it's not fair to like criticize jk rowling for like her opinions or whatever really? and i think that was pretty disappointing to see that is disappointing yeah i didn't know that and wasn't like there, wasn't there just something that recently came out against uh sharon osborne uh yeah sharon osborne uh basically said that that um uh, megan marco wasn't really black in like a leaked uh interview clip or whatever and Jesus. that's a that's a whole big thing I don't really want to I don't really want to get into like all the stuff with like the, the Windsor family the British crown and like <laughs> that's a whole other yeah. and their like whole relationship no, with Oprah like interview. um with the whole Oprah interview but also like um the, the British royal family's like relationship with like uh uh, people of color in general but um yeah, yeah i feel like that's of, probably like a whole episode on itself but, but um, yeah yeah that i didn't know that about ray fines that's that's unfortunate because yeah. like i don't know i think i think if you're in the public eye and i say this as a writer um you need to you need to be aware of that kind of shit you need to understand that your readership's 
sees what you do and sees how you convey your views and the things that you think about other people through fiction, acknowledging that a lot of other people might read that and you read books to learn. Well, now we have a lot of people who are very, very into, like, outrage that, like, LGBT people and, like, especially trans and non-binary people exist. And it just, it's, with J.K. Rowling, it's so, so irredeemable to me because she has such a huge audience. Like, Harry Potter is fucking huge. And it just, it bothers me that, like, people are just like, it's Harry Potter, though, it's okay. It's like, it's kind of not. Like, it's, she deserves the criticism and to just let her kind of run around like a blind giant talking about transphobia is, no, like, she deserves the criticism for sure. Yeah, and people have, like, tried to, like, engage with her and, like, tried to, like, make her see from like a more like a pluralistic point of view and but she doesn't seem want she doesn't seem like she wants to engage with that she just wants to hold these like pretty like bigoted views around like uh yeah. trans and uh, gender non-conforming yeah. people and help like spread like this whole idea of like a trans people being predatory too like the chapters of the her like latest book where like the villains like um uh like a cross-dressing man who like only cross-dresses to like murder women it's like yeah and yeah i heard about that book i was i was gonna bring that up but yeah that's that's important to bring up in regards to this discussion because it it correlates with her views in a really disgusting way would you say would you say you think um that it's more co- that society as a whole in the UK is more more transphobic than it is like in uh North America or do you think it's pretty equal it just seems more more transphobic because like um the UK is a smaller country and like uh, I think- North America I mean, is just so it, spread out. I think out. it depends. Um, I'm not really sure, um, mostly for the reason that I don't live in the UK. The, what I know about, um, there are comedians and there are, like, you know, like, wasn't it Ricky Gervais, wasn't he in, really into telling, like, transphobic jokes for a while? Yeah. Um, but I think it's just, I think it's, like, two different kind of sects of both transphobia and trans people like there are definitely like trans people like i'm sure there's so many of them in the uk as yeah. well that see the views and they see that like like jk rowling writing that stuff or ricky gervais making jokes stuff like that um because well, i think it is just such like a human thing that some people just want to transition um i think and I think it's another part of that, and the reason why I don't know if I can fully speak on it is because, like, America's media consumption is so insular that it's, um, 
I don't really hear about a lot of stuff like that from the UK. Um, I know that the UK is more progressive in some ways, um, and I definitely am aware of how America is regressive, but I'm not entirely sure. But I can definitely say that there are probably a lot of pissed off trans people in the UK, just like how there are a lot of pissed off trans people here. Well, yeah, like one of the most uh, famous, um, like a uh, a uh, trans trans actors right now is English, right? Like Eddie Izzard, who are who like. Yes, I think so. Yeah. She she came out as like uh, identifying as like um. Uh, as a woman, even even though before she like identified as like a man for a lot of her career. Yeah, as well. Uh, Elliot Page. Elliot Page, who came out as like identifying as a uh, a man after identifying as um a woman for a lot of his career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just with, like, I'm sure that there are a lot of trans people as well in the UK who deal with similar bullshit to what they deal with here as well in regards to that. Um, it's just probably in their nation's way of doing it. Like, I'm sure, like, it's all over the world. There are a lot of trans people who are, like, who have to deal with their governments and their their bullshit that they get to put up with, so. Yeah, and whoever, whoever says, uh, whoever, like, tries to make the argument about how, you know, they're worried that, like, a trans person is going to, um, they think that a trans person is going to, like, try to do, like, something Yeah, and the whole, like, uh, trans women are gonna be, like, predatory towards, like, uh, cis women is such, like, a dumb argument. Like, do you think, like, um, sure there have been cases of, uh, uh, trans women being predatory or trans men being predatory. There's cases of anybody being predatory. But do you think, like, um, do you think, like, a sexual predator is gonna use the excuse to like uh just like uh go in like a dress to like more like easily assault someone like a predator doesn't need an excuse or anything to be uh a predator mm -hmm. you're I just say, a predator is a predator they're not a predator because they're trans right that's that's psychology like that's completely different from anything on the gender spectrum and so and i yeah, guess before we get back to um our main topic i 
I just like to say with the whole like um uh like gender gender thing people saying like it's biological for there only to be like two genders it's completely like ridiculous statement um because like uh no no mammals can do this but there's plenty of animals that can like easily like switch switch their genders or be like multiple multiple genders to like further adapt to their environment or whatever so i don't also i'm on this podcast so checkmate <laughs> yes <laughs> interesting because i don't think it's ever been fully discussed but i really like to know where where like her bigotry like uh her bigotry for like uh trans people stems from because you don't yeah you don't just become like a a a bigot from the womb you learn like bigotry so i yeah really like to there's, there's so much misinformation out there there's there's so much um you know there's so much false um i guess um i mean i don't want to call it information because it's not information because it's not true it's not fact but there are just so many um just erroneously false things that are out there that you know people you know people can choose to believe whatever they want to believe and um there's like a there's like a great quote from uh um back when he was uh, filthy frank um he's joji now but um he he said something like uh 
in this day and age that uh, with you know everyone having access to the internet and whatnot ignorance is a choice and people are still choosing ignorance yeah I mean it's uh, that can that can be like any number of factors too um, I think that I think people definitely need to strongly filter what they consume um i have gotten better about that over the years um and uh to understand that when i was gonna say another another thing that relates to cancel culture and jk rowling i know we're gonna wrap this up but the only other comment is that i wanted to make in regards to that and media consumption is that outrage sells like it sells really well um, so I think with any kind of controversy like that, it's important to like kind of not just be like, you know, like do what we said and like look at like why J.K. Rowling said what she said if she ever comes out about talking about any of that shit. Um, and to, I don't know, it's important to have a good filter because people like to push clickbait like this person said this and this person said this kind of articles so yeah definitely yeah uh, sort of uh going off of that with you saying outrage sales i mean there's uh there was something that happened in the past couple few months where um uh there was a country singer uh, his name's Morgan Wallen, and he was uh, he was caught on video saying the N word, mm-hmm. and uh, and he had the number one album in on like the Billboard charts in America, and like you know something that somebody said that I really you know really stuck with me is that he didn't have the number one album despite what he said. He has the number one album because of what he said you know yeah because you know people interesting you know um did anybody else have anything that we wanted to talk about with jk rowling or are we about ready to wrap up uh no i think we're done with uh jk rowling i think uh the there's two people i kind of wanted to touch on and then we could wrap up and that's probably probably gonna be uh winston marshall and uh Lana Del Rey. Okay. Um. Quickly, with like uh. Winston Marshall is, so I don't have anything to say on that matter. Um, Winston Marshall is the the main banjoist and uh, guitarist for uh, Mumford and Sons. All oh, right. Yeah, I I heard a little bit about that briefly, but. Yeah, and basically, um, he like promoted like Andy Nyo's uh book andy Nell is like a pretty prominent like um like far right far right journalist and like um and um and like uh kind of like grifter um vietnamese american guy who like said he was like uh attacked with like a a milkshake filled with like concrete and it made him his like uh right eye bleed or whatever but he's basically uh 
said that like anti-fascist brigades are are out to like kill him or whatever and said that they're mainly like do more more harm than good like black block like protesters and and uh such but he it was found out that he lied about like the milkshake thing and he's directly like coordinated with like far-right groups like uh neo-nazis and the the proud boys and uh and such and he he promoted like uh stone toss who's a pretty prominent like um a neo-nazi like comic artist but basically like um basically like winston marshall like promoted uh uh andy Nio's newest newest book um uh saying that uh andy Nio was like a brave man and very smart or whatever and like a lot of people called him out on it and like made some jokes about him being like a nazi and 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 stuff and but he like basically said he's like taking time away from the band and he's like a lot of the band doesn't want to associate with him right now or whatever too because of like the controversy and yeah i think it's really disappointing because i i really like a lot of uh mumford and sons music especially like the use of like a a guitar and like banjo and like a lot of their songs and i don't like seeing like one of the guys is like a fan of like a far right talking points so yeah yeah i mean the the thing with mumford and sons though is that they're one of those bands that already get like a lot of crap so i think it's like like, I don't think a lot of people are going to be really jumping ship because, um, I mean, there are, there are people who have always been making fun of Mumford and Sons. I mean, I, I, I like their, like, I like their first two albums. Um, don't really know much about them beyond that. Um, right. Isn't it like that their fans, uh, take the Andy Nio stuff seriously though. Um, yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. Um, I didn't, now, I, I didn't really have too much to say about it other than I didn't know that that was the milkshake guy. I heard about the milkshake thing, but I didn't know that that was who that was and uh-huh. that he was connected to Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Did his milkshake bring all the boys to the yard? <laughs> it did bring a lot of boys to the yard, a lot of a lot of uh a lot of men that are incels and like uh anti-semites <laughs> yeah it brought the proud boys to the yard for yeah, sure stand yeah stand back and stand by <laughs> Jesus yep yeah um but yeah no i just uh think that's uh pretty pretty disappointing but it is i yeah. i hope he like reevaluates the what promoting like Andy Nio and like uh what what he like believes about like uh anti-fascist like activity or whatever but 
yeah, I I don't know. I guess if he doesn't, maybe they should just like get a different like guitarist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, and I guess uh, Julia, you said you wanted to um say some stuff about Lana Del Rey. Well, she's actually uh, not here at the moment. She's uh, doing something. I think she's uh, I think she's actually done for the evening. Ah. <laughs> uh... We could probably skip uh, the Lana thing for now. We can maybe talk about that later, another time. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, I was also going to say some more stuff about, like, uh, like what was uh, Trump was saying, I think, at, at CPAC about um, uh, trans people. In, uh, yeah, we talked about in, that in the last episode. That was, like, one yeah. of the in competitive sports about like you know people who you know they, they have like a biological advantage because they were born you know male or female so i don't know uh, yeah we... i definitely i wanted to hear what you had to say with like lana del rey as well ethan uh, yeah, I just uh, know uh, Julia's, like, a big fan of uh, Lana Del Rey, so I wanted her, like, okay. input, but, okay. like... did you guys want to talk about that next time, or...? Uh, yeah, yeah I think it's you. definitely something we, we should that. talk about. I okay. think maybe that's, like, the first thing we we talk about okay. on our next episode, but... Okay, sounds good. Yeah, we can do that for sure. Uh, yeah, I think we... We talked a lot uh, about a lot of good things. I think uh, we all got some good points out. I it's uh, I don't think we um, answered the question. Uh, is it is it like completely possible to like uh, separate like the art from an artist? But like uh, I think we've we've definitely uh talked about how like a lot of like uh controversial people that have done some like problematic things have also brought like a lot of a lot of good into the world and i guess if and i guess the ones that have like uh refused to like acknowledge they've done anything wrong maybe just like maybe just like leave them stop uh yeah stop supporting them as hard as that can yeah. be but. i think i think you know at least people you know who who enjoy their their art and their work but but can't support or agree with what their um you know what their beliefs or their views are i think just like stop financially supporting them like like, yeah, uh, buy, buy Harry Potter at, like, Goodwill or some shit. Yeah, like, don't, yeah, like, if you want it, like, just, you know, if, if, if it's, like, you know, if it's a, a musical artist, you know, listen to their music for free online or something, so you're not financially supporting this person, you know. Totally. I, I, I think if you know willingly that an artist 
or a writer or like a musician, whoever. Um, I think personally, if I were to give an answer to that question, I would say it's very important to kind of see them in tandem with one another and kind of acknowledge where it can they're like par- they're like two things they're two parallel lines they're art and the artist but at the same time they do connect every now and again and it's important to recognize where those two lines meet and um i don't know i think it's um i personally can't always fully separate the artist from the art especially with uh, Marilyn Manson and J.K. Rowling, who are the people who I had talked about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me personally, that's really hard to do, especially when I know that they've done something shitty and, like, yeah. Yeah. Also, I was going to say, uh, kind of off topic, but maybe uh, um, something or, you know, one of the things we could talk about. Um, next week is maybe um sort of talk about like the the rise of uh hate crimes against asian people we could uh since uh okay yeah i think uh i think yeah i think we'll um we'll start off with like the lana del rey discussion and then move on to like the rise of like anti-asian hate crimes because yeah i think yeah let's we can pick up where we left off tonight because uh yeah uh jules is just tired so but we'll we'll get yeah completely understandable but yeah the the anti-asian stuff is uh definitely important and i'm still uh working on uh coordinating with uh stacy about when we'll do our episode on like uh the the queer community and the american government because i think that's going to be a it's probably going to be a longer episode but i think it's going to be an important episode too so yeah and i think that'd be cool to have you know another another opinion another perspective uh you know another guest yeah especially since her like podcast is like pretty much all about like the the queer community in like modern times so cool all right so i guess uh this will be us signing off we'll uh see y'all next week yeah have a good one all right bye everybody awesome